Iowa Floor Covering, a locally owned flooring store in Bondurant, Iowa that specializes in do-it-yourself projects. If you're a contractor or a DIYer, Iowa Floor Covering has your back. Right now at Iowa Floor Covering, get tough core click together 4.5 millimeter waterproof vinyl flooring for $269 per foot when you install it yourself. That's a much better value than you'll find at any of the big box stores. Looking for other types of flooring? They can help with that too. Between their exceptional product knowledge and commitment to customer service, the guys at Iowa Floor Covering will provide everything you need to complete your DIY flooring project. So what are you waiting for? Skip the box stores now and visit iowafloorcovering.com slash DIY. That's iowafloorcovering.com slash DIY. Promotional pricing only available with self-installation. Iowa Floor Covering, a big part of what we do here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Also, RTI Threads, a part of the coverage for Iowa women's basketball during the uh, long winter that uh, we've suddenly been hit with. As the uh, winter snow and the storms roll in, the Hawkeye women continue to roll on the hardwood. And RTI Threads, you have them to thank for our postgame show. Cooper DeGene, he's got an apparel line through their website, RTI Threads. Visit his merch line at cd3lacesup.com, but they're also proudly carrying the merch of Zach Lutmer, Carson Shire, Aaron Graves, Aiden Hall, and more. They're going to be working with Hawkeye baseball players in the near future as well. Check out the lineup at rtithreads.com. That's rtithreads.com. Also want to thank Brad Van Meter down at State Farm. Appreciate Brad and his team for serving the state of Iowa and uh, everyone's insurance needs since 1999. State Farm, if you didn't get uh, enough of that message during the Caitlin Clark show this evening, they are the largest auto insurance company in the country. But it's always really comforting and helpful to know that you have a local agent ready to assist you. Give Brad and his team a call and see how they can help you save money on auto insurance life insurance, renter, renter's insurance, and the like, visit bradvanmeter.com or call them at 515-256-6480. And last but not least, Iowa Smokehouse down in Albia. Man, I love this stuff. The meat sticks, the uh, jerky, the uh, steak bites. We actually, this is a true story, folks. We had uh, some pulled pork sandwiches this evening, and we used the Iowa Smokehouse sweet barbecue sauce. Man. Good stuff. Used it in the crock pot. So many different ways that you can uh, make them a part of your winter. And nothing better than watching Caitlin Clark and the Hawkeyes with some uh, Iowa Smokehouse, maybe some crock pot meat mixed with the barbecue sauce from Iowa Smokehouse. Visit iowasmokehouse.com and use the code Hawkeyes for 15% off your total order. You'll get free shipping with every $50 order. So this is a fun one, folks. I'm looking forward to this show. I've been looking forward to it since about oh the midway point of the ball game because uh, as you can see on the scoreboard 96-71 the Hawkeye win on the road at Mackey and I will say this uh, I have been skeptical at times as it relates to the longevity of this team the sustainability of how they play heading into March and some people may think I'm crazy for doing that look at what they did a year ago in the NCAA tournament however they had Monica Sonano a year ago. They had a real post presence, a back to the basket type of post presence in Monica, who was a veteran. Hannah Stolke's been dealing with some injuries this year. There have been some question marks. I don't think there's any doubt about it. They've had some performances like the game at home against Kansas State, the game at 
uh, Virginia Tech, which they won, but it was obviously close, um, you know, that maybe exposed some flaws. But I'll say this tonight, folks. If this is the Iowa women's basketball team that we get from here until hopefully April, this team is going to be extremely difficult to beat. And I would almost, I made the comment during the game, and I try to be as objective as possible when I jump on the air with here with everybody here. But I made the comment during the game, if this team shows up, especially the team we saw in the first three quarters, I thought the team that we saw early in the fourth quarter looked a bit gassed. But the first three quarters of this game, that team, I think, is almost unbeatable. Because when you have, obviously, we know what you, what you have with Caitlin Clark, right? We understand the, uh, I don't even know how to describe some of the things that she does on a night-in and night-out basis. By the way, the foul call on the three that was for not uh, was in the act of shooting. 1,000% in the act of shooting. Terrible call. It's dumb that you can't review it. There's a lot of plays that are dumb that you can't review in basketball, and yet there are others that you can review. But I digress. That was the wrong call. Should have been called a four-point opportunity for Clark, and she would have ended up with, what, 30 points? How many points did she have tonight? Uh, Caitlin Clark on the night had um, she had triple-double with 26, 10, and 10. So she had 28 points. I think that's fair to say. But uh, what she has done has been absolutely incredible. Incredible. But when you look across the board here and you see Kate Martin with 15, you see Gabby Marshall knocking down four more threes, you see Hannah Stolke giving you 10 and 6, Sydney Falter hits a couple of threes, she continues to be a presence down low in spite of the fact that she's plays bigger than she is, really. I mean, this team is going to be almost impossible to beat if everybody's making threes. Oh, and Molly Davis chipped in a three. So Kate Martin was one of three from three. Gabby Marshall four of eight. Caitlin Clark six of fourteen. Hannah, or excuse me, Molly Davis one of two. Sydney Falter two of three. Callie Fearbach one of two. Those are winning numbers. And again, some of those misses came late. Iowa was rock solid from three. Forty six percent on the night. Fifty two percent overall from the field. The Hawkeyes uh, dominated the glass. That's something we're not really used to saying. And part of that is because they shot the ball so well and defensively um, went through spurts where they gave up some some uh, drives and some easy buckets. I thought early on, Purdue kind of made them pay for sagging off. We saw Caitlin sagging off um, defensively on a couple of plays and um, long twos, threes were made as a result. And obviously that's a scouting report thing. People are wondering why is... Caitlin sagging off there and, and not playing up. Go back and watch the uh, South Carolina game in the Final Four, and I'll give uh, Purdue credit. Uh, trying to think of the uh, guard that ended up making a couple of shots, kind of made Iowa. I don't. I don't think really Iowa really changed a whole lot, but at least made Iowa rethink that decision. But in the long run, I think Iowa's scouting was absolutely correct. Purdue just was not able to sustain that level of shooting. And Iowa forced them to make jump shots. 40% on the night for Purdue from the field. 5 of 20 from 3. That's 25%. And uh, again, got killed on the glass. 40 to 22 in favor of the Hawks. Iowa uh, shared the ball well, as they always do. 22 assists on... Excuse me. Uh, let's see. 33 makes. 22 assists on 33 makes. Really good numbers there. Did have 15 turnovers. That's something you can live with. As I said, I thought Iowa... Got a little bit tired in that fourth quarter, and I think the fatigue probably played into some misses, probably played into some turnovers. They went with a shorter rotation tonight. We didn't see Taylor McCabe until garbage time. We didn't see Addison O'Grady until garbage time. 
So basically, we saw a roster, a uh, lineup um, that featured eight players, right? Sidney Falter, Goodman, and Fierbach coming off the bench. So uh, anyways, lots to get to. We're just getting into it now. Uh, again, Iowa defeating Purdue on the road 96-71 in West Lafayette. We've got our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. If you're interested in calling and providing your two cents, or if you have a question about the game or about maybe my thoughts on the future for this team, uh, give me a call, 515-635-1601, 515-635-1601, or you can click the link in the description below to join by means of StreamYard. Let's go to our first caller. We've got James on our Iowa Smokehouse line. James, welcome. How you doing? Doing good, James. How are you? I'm good. I was going to say kind of the same thing as you two. Like, if they shoot threes like this, obviously, I think they're unbeatable in retrospective. Like, Kaylin only hit six, and then all together as a team, though, they hit 15, and she only had six. So that shows you that, that people are contributing. I think that's something that we've talked about before is like a worry for us, too, where it's been games, you know, where Caitlin made, what, 11 threes or 10 threes, and we made 11 as a team before. So, like, we know it could be an issue. But a game like this is good for the momentum, I feel like, hopefully. And Gabby shot well again, which is something we – so we might be a little worried about, you know, maybe she shoots good one game and then doesn't shoot good the next, but she shot well today too. So I feel like hopefully she can keep it going. And the way Iowa plays, and you know this, James, the way Iowa plays and their pace of play, they're going to have turnovers at times, and they're also going to miss shots. I mean, you're not going to make everything. So you're going to miss threes. What I noticed tonight, I'm looking at the final percentage there again, from three, Iowa, 15 of 33, good for 46%. So, uh, yeah, they missed 18 threes. It didn't feel like they missed 18 threes because uh, for the most part, and I would go back and track this, but it felt like Iowa made almost all of their open threes. And that's all this team needs to do. Caitlin Clark is going to lead them on a night in night basis to, you know, 25, 30 plus 10 boards, 10 assists. And if you can just make open threes, that's not always easy to do, but if they can do that, they're darn near impossible to beat right now with, with as good as Caitlin is playing. And uh, certainly cleaning things up on the glass, give credit across the board. It wasn't a, a single individual effort. Um, in fact, Caitlin was the only one in double figures with the rebounds, but Kate Martin had eight boards. Hannah Stolke had six boards. Sydney Falter had six boards. Goodman doesn't play very long, but she's got three boards. Uh, even Kelly Fierbach added a couple of rebounds. So, um, you know, those have been kind of the weaknesses of this team. And again, turnovers you're just going to have to live with because of how they play. For sure, and I feel like I feel like Goodman's minutes today were m- one of her most productive minutes she's had all year. I feel like, like watching her play today, I feel like she was more productive than she's been all year, and I feel like it worked really well. With I know she was in later, you know, most of those were garbage time, but Taylor found a real good job of you know getting that pass to her every time, and she was finishing them. Sometimes you know she can strong arm them or uh, strong arm them or short arm them. You know, where she misses a little bit, but she seemed to be on today a little bit, and that's something you might need to just in case. But one thing I haven't. I had no issue with it, but what do you think? Because we're up 20 at the time, but what do you think about Caitlin uh, Clark, Clark's technical? I have no issue with it because we're up 22 at the time, so I really didn't think of nothing of it. I was like, oh, we're up 22. It's not a big deal. But What do I have an issue with? You're asking no, me I was just asking what your, thoughts are, what your thoughts on her technical was. I didn't think she got fouled. And she was arguing she got fouled. I didn't think she even got fouled in that position. But The only thing I have an issue is it relates to the charade and the complaining, and I want to make this very clear. This has nothing to do with Caitlin Clark being a woman because I say the same exact thing about Luka Doncic, and I'm a huge Luka Doncic fan. I'm a huge Caitlin Clark fan. I mean, I say the same about Fran McCaffrey when he argues calls, too, that he shouldn't be arguing. So 
Yeah, but but hold on, James. My point is when you have your star player sometimes yeah. not getting back because they're too busy yeah. talking to the official. That's the only thing I have a problem with. I actually did not have a problem with the technical. No, I didn't either. All she, all she did was react it. She didn't say anything, you know, cuss out the uh, – I don't think she said anything uh, vulgar to the official. It was just that motion, and that's good. that motion is going to get you a technical – should get you a technical at any level, not just the women's game. Should be enforced that way, and I have seen it enforced that way in the men's game. But that the only problem I have, and I've had this issue with again more than just Caitlin Clark. I think this is just kind of the modern way of basketball. Is you see some of the best players in the world taking time to bark at the official as opposed to running back down the court, and and that I don't like um, stylistically or ethically. But I think that's something we just got to live with. I watch it all the time with Luka Doncic, and he's one of the best in the world. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I had no issue with it. One, because we we're up 20, you know, 22 at the time. So to me, it was like it really wasn't going to hurt us in that retrospect of like, obviously, if you're doing that in a game where it's like a five point game or a six point game, you know, then it's going to hurt more than it is a 20, 22 point game where you kind of maybe can get away with it a little bit where if you do it and then make one, they make both free throws. It really doesn't affect you as much, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Where it's like that. But I also felt like she was, you know, but I mean, I do feel like I agree to that shot should have been good. Uh, from the oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it yeah. should have been good. I agree, but she made up for it. I mean, obviously, she went to the line again. She got three points instead of four, but you no, know, that's part of it. You can't deal with that. But it's a tough game part, for them. Part of the problem with why that a fit that a uh, call was made the way it was because I believe initially they they counted the shot. Yeah, they did, and then they then they overturned it without yeah, looking at it. With that a you're on the road that never helps, right? Especially yeah. a play that's kind of unprecedented and that's really the b part here is that's such an unprecedented play to make you just don't see people make that little not just getting the act of shooting on a basically a take foul but to make that shot that's such a rare thing but it was absolutely a heads-up play it's a play made by nba pros all the time um it's not like an extended continuation in the pros that was a legitimate hey they're com- she knew they were going to foul, right? They've been doing it the whole game. At the end of every quarter, we're going to we're going to give her a foul here, and uh, she was savvy and got the shot up, and it should have counted. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, you no, know, it doesn't go your way sometimes, but it really had no effect in the overall. Obviously, we like the four point play, but it has no effect in the overall, you know, score. So it really doesn't matter in that retrospect. But I feel like this is what you needed, especially going to play Indiana. Obviously, get Indiana home. But you didn't want to kind of have a tough, you know, battle in a game like this and a team you should have beat. You didn't really want to have a back-and-forth tough battle going into a game like that next. I feel like the way they handled it was good. And I hope, obviously, Saturday they're ready because, you know, it's a very tough team to play. So, Absolutely, James. Uh, probably the best – well, I don't think there's any question the second-best team in the conference right now. I think there's no doubt about it in my mind. Yeah. I know they've only played five games in the conference. I think I was clearly the best team in this conference just from a eye test perspective, and I'll admit I haven't watched. I don't know that I've watched any of Maryland. Uh, just maybe some highlights. Um, but Indiana oh. is the real deal. That will be a game on Saturday night, no question. I haven't watched much Maryland, but from what I know, I don't think they're as good as they've been in the past. I haven't no, really watched lost them. But, yeah, watching them. I, I look at their numbers and all that, and who they played on. I don't think they're really as good as they've been in the past. But my thing is like obviously I feel like this is your what you're gonna get out of the bench. Obviously, I think eight wrote obviously I like, like Taylor too, and maybe like we said before, games we're not shooting well, maybe get Taylor in there. But I do feel like that's your eight rotation. I feel like you don't really stray away from it. I feel like Lisa does a good job of that. I feel like everybody knows they're rolling away. 
my only concern there is fatigue because I thought they looked yeah, gassed. Yeah. Fourth quarter. I, I did too. I thought maybe she should have put this in. I know we say this all the time. And obviously with the fatigue part, especially playing in Indiana on Saturday, I think maybe you should have went to the bench a little bit earlier. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm, I'm just, they just, in general, they just shortened the yeah. First of all, just to be clear, that game on Saturday is in Iowa City. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, but I just want to make that clear. So, you're right about that. I, I could see getting uh, some, you know, bench players in there earlier. The problem is, again, as the season goes on, this is part of the rotation, not just part of the game flow, yeah. I think. Now, yeah. we'll see. Maybe maybe on Saturday, you know, they come out and play 10. But tonight it was an eight-person rotation, and that tells me that, hey, we're at the point in the season now, about a quarter of the way through Big Ten play, where this staff is looking to kind of shave down the rotation. That's a normal thing for college basketball staffs to do um, on both the men's and the women's side. But, um, yeah, I mean – if, if if that's what it is and that's what works, fine. I just, the only concern I have is fatigue because I. Thought well, and then were- you also look at two in respect of like Kayla and Clark only come like she'll come out during a timeout and she'll come right back in like a minute or two later. So she gets barely any, but obviously maybe she doesn't need any. You know, she's one of the best players. One thing I thought was weird is I feel like Hannah didn't play a lot in the second half. Maybe I just missed it, but I feel like she didn't play. Maybe in the fourth quarter she definitely didn't play a lot. I don't know. It seemed like. Oh, let's see, Hannah Stolke ended up with twenty three minutes in the game, so. Uh- and let's see, in the second half, uh, Hannah ended up with, so fourth, por- fourth quarter, she played four and a half minutes. Yeah. And Hannah in the third quarter played four and a half minutes. So, yeah, she played less than. About half and half. half. Yeah, about half and half, which is obviously something that maybe might be good for her coming on. But it was a good game, and obviously you'll take the win. The men play tomorrow, don't they? The men play Friday. Friday. They play Friday, they play uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Tough Nebraska that will team. be a game. That's a Nebraska team coming off a huge win against number one Purdue. So maybe Iowa will be catching them on a, a down note. And Iowa owes them because the Huskers swept the Hawks last year. Yeah, for sure. And Mackie, I don't care what sport it is. Mackie's always a tough thing, tough place to play. And one thing I thought was funny, too, is that, like, oh, I wish – I don't know if you got to see the button. The thing they kept saying, oh, I wish Purdue people would support their team like this. Anyways, I'm like, mostly that's a Caitlin Clark effect. But it's – that's just how it is anywhere you go, and this is how it's going to be anywhere you go. Whether she stays, if she stays next year too, that's how it will be next year too. So you just have to obviously understand it like that. It's unfortunate for the other teams, but it's great to grow the women's game as well and just grow basketball in general. Basketball is a good sport, and it's just good to see it grow the way it has outside of the state of Iowa. Obviously, and how much attention Caitlin Clark's getting for the university and the state. And one more thing. Uh, I'm happy to see her safe during this obviously storm, you know, and more is coming Friday, so be prepared. You just say you're happy to see me safe? Yeah, how do you see you safe during this snowstorm? Like you haven't gotten a car accident or anything or went outside or anything. I'm just happy to see that. <laughs> I've been outside a little bit, but you're right. I'm not dead, so that's good. I'm no, glad you're not dead as well, James. Uh, that's the most important thing during time like this. You just have to make sure to be safe. I know somewhere, I know up here we got the highest report up here was 11 inches up here. So that was and the highest report. You're what? in Cedar Rapids? Cedar, uh, no, Waterloo Cedar Falls area. We yes. got 11. 11 was the highest record up here. So, yep, we'll be getting more here in the next couple of days, sir. For sure. So, just make sure you're safe and uh, go Hawks no matter what sport it is. And happy to see the win. Thank you, James. Appreciate the phone call, buddy. And uh, it, absolutely, uh, safe travels this week. I know there's a game on Friday, game on Saturday. They're both in Carver. Don't know what the road conditions are going to be like. I know the uh, roads have improved substantially, but they're going to go right back downhill, it sounds like, in less than 24 hours. So, uh, 
Be safe, everybody, if you're traveling to Iowa City over the weekend for Hawkeye Athletics. Again, we're recapping Iowa's 96-71 victory over Purdue. And we've got Deborah uh, on the Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. But, Deborah, your uh, audio is not connected, either your microphone or your camera. Um, we just need one. Well, we need the microphone at a minimum. So if you could uh, maybe hop out, Deborah, then hop back in, that would be great. And we'll grab your phone call, your comments here in just a second. Um, let's see. Did I miss anybody in the chat? I'm sure I missed a bunch of people. Let's go to our next Iowa Smokehouse caller, and then we'll go back to Deborah and see if she got her uh, device figured out. Tony. Tony, how are you? How are you doing? Good. Good. I'm doing good. You guys, got some, you guys finally got some snow in wintertime, I hear, and, you know. Welcome to winter. It's, you guys have had some snow for a while now up in the... No, we actually... This was our first substantial snow. I think we got like... I think we got about the same James did about... I'm sorry. I keep saying... You're in, you're in Sioux Falls. It's close enough. No big deal. <laughs> is there a difference? <laughs> there is. Yeah. I mean, it's an hour difference. I mean, it's like Des Moines and Ames. It's, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know, Tony. Hey, um, I do want to give a shout out. I listened uh, to your Brada's branded thoughts earlier today, and I, I think everyone should listen to that. And I get some good information there about the swarm. Um, can I can I ask a question about that related to women's basketball? Sure. Um, has there been much traction? Have you heard from Brad? Um, has there been much traction with the swarm as related to women's basketball? I've not had that conversation. I'd be happy to to uh, ask that of Brad, and we, I plan on having plan on having Brad back here at least, if not this month, next month, at a minimum in February. Um, so we'll have an opportunity to chat with him then. But uh, that's a good question. I was I was startled by some of those numbers. Um, not to put all the pressure and, and the onus on season ticket holders. I understand they're already giving a lot to the university, but. Think about yep. how much more money is there um, if. Maybe, and I don't think that I'm not blaming the season ticket holders sure. for not being a part of the initiative, but I do think there's still room for improvement as it relates to promotion from athletics. Yeah, no, I, I will say um, when I, I did get the chance to meet Beth, I, I you know said in the past at uh, right before the men's women's doubleheader, and she did comment. I had swarm stuff on, and it's like she's happy to see you know there are people sporting the swarm, and we're drinking you know swarm gold nail, so. I can even say with my own eyes and ears and everything, she does support the swarm, you know. And it's, Gary Barda did not. <laughs> I never got the pleasure of meeting him, so I will so I cannot say confirm I, or I, deny, I, but I've heard many people I will say tell that's you, the Gary truth. Barda was a uh what's the lame duck <laughs> as it relates to uh the swarm, which is baffling to me, but uh they're in a much better place. Uh, certainly that podcast was not meant as a way of complaining. Uh, no, no, no. Better place than they were a year ago, or even six months ago. Now, maybe it's just me, and I don't know. I always try to be positive, but the more I see of Peacock, the more I like it. They had a pretty good pregame. I mean, that thirty they had a thirty-minute pregame show for a streaming-only service. Sometimes, you know, we've talked in the past about Big Ten Plus. Heck, we're lucky to see the tip sometimes. I, you know, right on time with Big Ten Plus. I mean, you know, am I right or not? <laughs> so, you're, in other words, Big Ten Plus for an Iowa Minnesota conference game, you're watching it and you see the little clock ticking down, right? Mm -hmm. And then all we're not even ticking down. It's just the time. It's military time, right? Mm -hmm. They actually have military time up on the screen, and then you realize, hey, it's like 
820 and the tip was supposed yeah. to be at 810 and then all of a sudden it'll flash on the screen yep. oh we're yeah. already almost oh, way through the first we're quarter. here yeah we're like they had a nice little pregame show with Aaliyah boston and stuff like that you know she does really well as everyone's you know we've said that a few times before she's found a nice role there um someone just like said pierre uh what is it peacock's what five six bucks a month yeah someone asked not, that in the chat it was asked in the chat so i was just you get how many games? I think there's at least six more women's games. There's five or six more women's games. There's one men's. I mean, it's probably one we don't want to watch. It's at it's at I'm not, listen, I'm not a I'm not promoting Peacock. I'm not working for NBC, but yeah. if you're any level of a football fan, you got a playoff game this weekend on Peacock. Yeah. The Chiefs. And I know a lot of Chiefs fans are frustrated by that, but boy, Chiefs Dolphins uh in sub zero temperatures, who doesn't want to see that? Yeah, it's it's not bad. I, there, there are much worse streaming uh, platforms to be on. I'll say that. And unfortunately, yeah. it, it sucks, but oh, that's the Can I give you an or, example of a much worse besides BTN Plus? Uh, is it one we watched a preseason women's tournament on? Not preseason. That was regular season. Or regular season. I mean, I'm pre-conference. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> and we get them again next year. <laughs> oh, is that? They, they've already announced they're going to go to I was on Flow Hoops next year, and they're early season tournament so you're gonna have they, to spend 30 bucks a month again <laughs> oh God. they emailed me too after i wrote oh. him a nasty letter and i didn't think i didn't even look but i think it said how do you like flow hoops i'm like did you not read my email to you i guess whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh. um so you hinted I, I guess do you mind if i put you on the spot you hinted uh about uh guests for the men's and women's show Mm-hmm. Do you have any more hints as to when that could happen or who they are? I won't say who they are at this point okay. yet, but I can tell you we have a special guest lined up for Saturday. So for Saturday night, okay. big game, big game, obviously Saturday oh, yeah. with, with Iowa, Indiana. So expect to, to uh, not just see myself on screen Saturday night. Should be a really fun show. And we get to see, uh, we get to hear, I know a lot of people don't like them, but oh, I love them. I'm the call on Saturday night. I'm looking forward to it. For, for, especially for Caitlin Clark game, right? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, I love. I don't know that if you've seen. They only do it for the men's games, but um, there's like a Gus Johnson meter for excitement, so you know what games to watch and stuff like that each <laughs> night in college basketball. It's like a green, yellow, orange, and then red, like the low. But I mean, it's pictures of Gus, you know, being like super excited, a little excited stuff. But I mean. I love him, and I know I think he's great for every sport, football and basketball. You know, he does yeah. an amazing job promoting the sport. You know, and you can you can tell he truly loves it. So uh, that is there any more? Um, Are you looking at word? Where do you type? Well, I'm look. I'm looking. This is my screen's kind of up. I'm I got multiple tabs open. And I'm I'm looking. I'd at always want to that. see from your perspective, Tony. Like you've seemed like a very organized guy. I'm assuming you have like okay. a whiteboard. I've got, or... No, I've got what one, two, three, four. How many five, screens three. do you have? Look at you. I just have I just have one, but I have eight tabs open. <laughs> okay. So I just flip back and forth between. Like one of them is a document of just like a Google document of like, okay, these are just the things I wanted to touch on with you, and that's about it. So, um. What, do we have any more national broadcasts like the Fox lined up? Do you know? Have they announced that? Uh, let's see. I can look here. Um, they've got, uh, yes, yeah, so Fox against Indiana. Then they've got NBC 
for the game at Columbus against Ohio now, is State. That like, do you know like day of the week on that? That's a Sunday. Sunday okay. morning, 11 a.m. And then on uh, see Saturday, February 3rd, they're late afternoon or evening on Fox at Maryland. Um, and then their last game of the season at home against Ohio State Senior Day on a Sunday at noon. Okay. And that was who, that last one? Ohio State. No, I mean the yeah. network. Oh, that's Fox. Oh, that's Fox as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and they have some they have some FS FS1 games yeah. in there, Big Ten Network games, and then obviously Peacock. But Peacock's yeah. uh, I mean, with this, we knew this was gonna happen. Remember, like two years oh. ago when this new Big Ten deal got announced, this TV deal, we knew this was going to happen. It was just a matter of what's it gonna look like exactly once it's here. This is what it looks like. And you know, we'll see if Caitlin comes back in 2025, but I guarantee you, Tony, there are going to be a lot of Hawkeye fans, even though they because there's a lot like the great thing about this team is it has united so many different types of fans. Mm-hmm. You know, the older generation, the younger generation, the much younger generation, you know, the young women who are admirers of Caitlin Clark, you know, the I don't know. I don't want to age you, Tony, but any any men from 25 40. to 40, 40. right? Oh, yeah. Somewhere in there. 40. Yeah, I'm so, right at four. No, I'm I just turned like, 40. Yeah. All the different age groups. And so I think there's going to be, there are people out there who really don't like the fact yeah. that Peacock's so involved and you got to buy Amazon Prime to watch Thursday night football games. And, you know, Paramount Plus is going to be a part of, like, it is what it is. Like, it is what it is. And it's not that difficult. Peacock is not that expensive. No. Flow hoops. Now that sucks because it's yes. thirty. <laughs> yeah, no, we were going to say that it's it's That's awful. Terrible. It's <laughs> it's awful. Disaster. You well, you get nothing for it, and the price tag's awful. Like with Peacock, you can at least say, "Hey, look, okay, we're getting these sporting events," but I guarantee you, there's at least one show that you like on NBC that now you can get the whole category. And like I said, you get an NFL playoff game this year. You're going to get there are men's games. Like oh, yeah. legitimate last night, on Peacock. Last night, both of them were Peacock. Both right. of them. The Nebraska-Purdue game was on Peacock. And that was that there was nowhere else but Peacock. And uh Purdue played Arizona earlier this year. Purdue, Arizona. We're talking about two number one seeds on the men's side, Peacock. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know what, what NBC specifically, you know, again, that was a multifaceted TV deal. But give them credit for being because they're. I would guess that Peacock is on its way to blowing Paramount Plus and mm-hmm. you know these other streaming services at least for now out of the water because of what they're doing from a sports perspective. And they have. I'm a tennis guy. They have Grand Slam coverage on Peacock, and so. Yeah. Can I? I'll close with one thing but, about Peacock just to pimp it. They also yeah. have the WWE Network. I don't know if anyone's wrestling. You know, wrestling, WWE, you know, like you get to watch all the old wrestling shows too for the same price. All the old everything. Not to trash your wrestling, but Tony, wrestling. on February 20th, the men have a Peacock game as well at Michigan yes, State. Yes, Michigan State. Yeah. That's what, that was the one where I hinted at the men have one, but that's probably the one that you might want to miss when we go to East Lansing. If you're going to miss one, that's. That's one I think a lot of people. <laughs> Michigan State, uh, they don't look like they're all that right now. Like they're, no. they're kind of treading water lightly. I, I don't know. They're an interesting team to follow. Did the uh, Lady Eater technical stuff figured out? I was trying to stall long enough. To- She's gone. She's gone. Oh. 
Okay. Sorry. <laughs> We've got Ben in the we got Ben in the queue. Okay. But That's fine. Yeah. I'm not I'll let you go. We'll see you uh Friday night, right? I'll be here Friday night. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Corey. <laughs> Always appreciate hearing from Tony, proud supporter of our sponsors and this show. And a reminder, I am wearing the Cooper DeGene CD3 Laces Up hoodie, as I always try to do. And um, be sure to check out all the apparel over at cd3lacesup.com. Also, Aaron Graves, Carson Shire, Aiden Hall, Zach Lutmer, all their merchandise can be found at rtithreads.com. This is a uh, company right now, folks, that is, uh, first of all, they're located over in the Sioux City area. So, uh, you know, you have a lot of Husker fans in the area, but they are proudly supporting their Hawkeyes. RTIthreads.com, pairing with a bunch of Iowa football players and other athletes. More deals coming. Again, Cooper DeGene's apparel line at cd3lacesup.com. Get it while you can, because that young man's going to be playing on Sundays next year. All right, let's go back to our call-in line. We've got Ben on our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. Ben, welcome. Hey, Corey. Um I just wanted to hop on real quick and, you know, say uh, I'm just glad that Quinn, Quinn Schulte is back because he really means a lot for Iowa's, Iowa's defense. And, you know, he's, he's really a leader, a leader on the team. So it's just good to have, you know, him back with all the experienced guys too. The, uh, the, his teammates have called him a coach on the football field. So uh, I agree with you. Uh, you turn a guy like that down. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you think, I think Iowa has like what ninety scholarships. They need to get to like eighty-five. I'm pretty sure or something. But before Correct. fall, they're, they're over the limit by five. What what guys do you think will will enter the portal? Um, like most likely, do what guys do you think will enter the portal? Or like what position? Um, that's a good question. I'd have to think running back would be a guess. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know how you retain all those guys. Um. You know, somebody usually leaves at DB, but they've already lost Brendan Diaz Fernandez. You know, maybe defensive line. Um, the guys they have up front on the offensive line, a couple of those guys are locals that, you know, Kale Crow's an example of a kid who's not really broken through, but he's an Iowa kid. You know, would he have a, a home for himself in, in Ames at Iowa State? I, I don't know. Great question. Um, we probably won't know unless something changes, unless something happens with a, a graduate or two. We're not going to know until what after spring when that next portal window opens this is kind of unprecedented territory with all these guys returning yeah it is and you know i feel like this defense again was going to be elite you know all these guys coming back it really really helps you know i was defense and you know phil parker and um yeah i mean for the game today i mean it was it was cool you know i didn't i didn't get to watch it because i didn't have peacock but followed along and you know it was just another another great win for the women against against purdue and uh who who do they who do they play next uh, the women have Indiana Saturday, 7 p.m. on Fox. And uh, we need to get a GoFundMe account for you, Ben, to get you some Peacock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do they put, is it at Indiana or is it at home? It's at home. It'll be on Fox. Yeah. I mean, I. it would be nice just to see it on Fox. I mean, you know, I think two of the best teams in the Big Ten for sure are going to collide. So, yeah. I mean, it was good win tonight and you know hopefully they can get a, another good win on uh saturday the two best teams absolutely ben appreciate you calling sir yeah see ya thank you yeah I, I don't think there's any question these are the two best teams in the big 10 right now these two teams are a combined 10 and 0 in the conference and a combined 30 and 2 overall we're talking the iowa and the indiana women and um 
Indiana ranked 14 in the country, but again, have almost identical overall and uh, conference records um, as Iowa. Let's go to, well, before we go to our next caller, our RTI Threads player of the game has to be Caitlin Clark. I, I wanted to give this to someone else, not because I don't like Caitlin, just because I feel like we give this to Caitlin every night, but how can you not? So much works through her and off her. 26 points, 10 assists, 10 boards. I thought she was really good early um, from three. Just shot looked pure. Not that it doesn't always look pure. And sometimes she takes tough shots. In fact, she oftentimes takes tough shots. So when you look at a stat line like this, six of 14 from three, it's okay. That's okay. It took 14 shots. But a lot of those misses were really difficult shots. Logo shots, shots off balance. And there are times where I still go... Man, that seems like a rush shot or a tough shot, but then half the time it goes in. So it's like Steph Curry, like, what What are you going to tell her to, to stop shooting? I made the comment on this show, it's one of the hardest coaching, I don't know if it's one of the hardest or one of the easiest coaching jobs in the nation that Lisa Bluter, Jan Jensen, and company have because uh, it's just so rare that you have someone who has the ultimate, ultimate green light, but obviously Caitlin Clark does. Let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. Thank you for calling Iowa Post Game here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Who's on the line? Hey, uh, this is Chris from Lusk, Wyoming. Hey, Chris. Hey. So uh, I saw an interview <clears throat> with uh, Lisa Bluter, and she was asked that question about uh, Caitlin's shot selection. She talked about how uh, difficult it was for her as a coach in the beginning, you know, that uh, it was against uh, Lisa's nature to let that kind of stuff happen. But she's like, uh, they kind of came to an agreement because she realized that this is not an ordinary player. You know, sometimes you got to let her go. Yep. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty interesting that she said, yeah, she had trouble with that in the beginning, but you know, and not now. So, and where do you draw? Um, I, Kel- can I, I was going to say real quick, Chris, where do you draw the line? Like, I know you said, you know, sometimes you got to let her go. Well, I, that's so hard for someone is who is as generational as Caitlin Clark is. And she's been in the program right. long enough now, and these coaches are working with her each and every day. So I, I'm sure it's not as hard as I make it out to be. But, uh, yeah, I could see that being a substantial learning curve for someone who has had to coach. Not that Iowa doesn't ever get talent. They've had tremendously talented players like Megan Gustafson and Kathleen Doyle and Sam Logic, et cetera. But they have never had anybody like Caitlin Clark. Right. And, and that was kind of uh, Bluter's point, you know, that that's finally how she rationalized it. Like this isn't an ordinary player, so you're going to have to let her go. But she also talked about um, the conversations she's had with Caitlin about um, some shot selection and you know things like that. So it, she doesn't have total free reign out there, but kind of, you know. So um, and, and then I called to complain about Peacock because. I'm too cheap to subscribe. Oh my goodness! Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> I, I, but, um, look, I'm not trying I to. I'm not trying will. to uh, to shame anybody that's frugal. I get being frugal, Chris. I totally <laughs> get it. But um, isn't it like five bucks? Yeah, I, I decided I'll give up Spotify because I never, I never listen to Spotify. It's only when I take road trips. So, um, but my question is: Does Peacock have commercials? Yes, if you, th- I think there's ah, a way see? to not. Well, there's no, there's a way not to pay for commercials. I think there's a premium version, but 
Chris, you're going to have to watch. I mean, either you're going to watch commercials and put it on mute or you're going to just watch nothing because they have media timeouts, whether you have premium or not. <laughs> like, well, that's true. But but if they're going to charge you, well, see, I, I, some of Peacock is free, right? But um, at least it used to be. <laughs> but if, you, if you're paying for the service and, and, and you have to w- pay to watch commercials, so there's something you know, wrong with that. I, I, that's what I don't like. I'm just old and, well, you know, keep, set keep my in mind, <laughs> Keep in mind that, that back in the day, and this was even just a couple of years ago, um, we paid for Dish TV or DirecTV, Mediacom, cable, whatever it may be, you still got commercials. Right. Yeah, there's something <laughs> fundam- fundamentally wrong with that, too. Well, So, uh, I mean... My my TV service is streamed. I, I really like that. But um, well, that's that's you're, ha- you're halfway story, there, yeah. Chris. You're halfway there. Yeah. Okay. All right. But you know, it's like if we're gonna have, there's gonna be five or six more games on Peacock. I'm gonna have to do it because wa- listening to Hawkeye Radio Network just doesn't cut it for me. Uh, sorry. So um. Well, the people so, over uh, at, the and, people over at NBC are licking their chops watching this post game show. I'm sure all the executives are listening right now, and they yeah, they're they're Mrs. happy to Bacon know that it's going to subscribe. Yep. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I mean, um, it just it just it's some for some reason I think that having to subscribe to um like BTN Plus and and Peacock kind of in a way uh hurts the the game you see what i mean because uh they're getting media coverage because of the caitlin clark effect and don't you don't you agree and then you have now we now you have to pay to watch some of the games so that just bothers me well i I know it bothers you but do you think it's bad you're saying it's bad for the sport or bad for the networks or bad for who I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. I mean, I think I, maybe I'm looking at this, you know, far too simplistically. But I would have to think that, you know, the the powers that be that are scheduling these games understand the Caitlin Clark effect, and they're they've chosen to play these games on Peacock. So I don't know. And if they're that capitalizing means... on it. I think that's what I think. Well, maybe they are, and that's. I mean, kudos to them. I I I actually don't. See, I don't feel necessarily the same way as as you do, Chris. I'm probably a little bit younger than you, would be my guess. Yes. But I, I think I could be your grandmother. Okay. So so my point <laughs> my point is I did grow up in a different generation, but I also didn't grow up in the in the streaming generation. So I get a little bit frustrated at times, but um I right. just think for the price right. you can't you can't get. I agree with what Tony said. I think it's actually a, a pretty good broadcast. And you get to be, hear people like Aaliyah Boston and it's actually a, a pretty professional broadcast. Okay, well, I think I'll let my Spotify go and and do that. Well, I've so had you convinced Spot- real quick, me. But- I've had I've had Spotify for about 12, 13 years and I've been paying for it the entire time, so I guess I have nowhere to well, no, no room to speak. Well, I and but see, I I quit Spotify when they dumped Neil Young. And then- <laughs> Uh, and, and they still don't have him, but that's another matter. The other reason I called is, um, uh, I've, I've talked to, you know, my brother and my best friend that are in Iowa city 
and um, they're talking about the snow. And uh, I just wanted to kind of make fun of everybody because <laughs> that is nothing. You know, 12 inches, come on. You know, that's nothing. <laughs> well, uh, that, first... Uh, Go ahead, Chris. You see what I'm saying? Well, I'm well, just I... saying, you know, where I'm at. That's nothing. Yeah. What, um, we're going to be getting what, some... So, literally some sub-zero temperatures this weekend. So I would say so that's So are something. we. Yeah. And we're having wind. So that's the thing when my, my girlfriend was talking about shoveling. I'm like, yeah, but did you have 40 mile an hour winds? You know, I mean, come well, on. You know. We get, clo we get close to that. I don't think we're as wide open as you out in Wyoming, but we get some, we get winds. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it, there's no comparison. Um, so that I just I just called it just like, oh come on, you guys, you know, a foot that's nothing. Well, we'll that's get more this, out here. We'll, we'll be getting more in the next couple of days, and I'm sure you'll be getting it. I'm sure you're getting it right now, right? No, actually, I'm in a place that's getting missed. We've had uh, we had a, a foot a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and, and there's still drifting from that and, and the way the winds shift and everything, I, I still get snowed in from that, that storm, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's not, we're not having as, having it as bad as you guys are, uh, in Iowa and in the, in the Midwest, we're just in the sweet spot where it's, every storm is pretty much missing us. Okay. So grateful for that. So anyway, so I, I don't know, I just had to call and give you guys a hard time in well, your, when you're dealing with this because i know it's tough um and uh and i and uh i just you know feel like oh you know i'm not i don't have to experience this i can just kind of you know make fun of you guys from afar well, we, <laughs> we avoided it was, for we avoided it for about two and a half months and uh i guess we were due yeah you're due and so i just want everybody to stay safe stay off the roads uh, because it's, uh, it's not worth it, you know, so take care. And I really do care about the people of Iowa and, and I'm sorry that you've got another one coming. So it could be worse than what you got. So anyway, um, so other than that, uh, complaining about Peacock, uh, all I have to say is go Hawks. Appreciate the call, Chris. We'll uh, probably talk to you Saturday. Probably. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Talk to you then. Thanks, Chris. All the way out from uh, the great state of uh, Wyoming. And Louie in the chat says, uh, hey, $5.99 is the price of a coffee at Starbucks. You can actually spend more than that on a coffee at Starbucks. I've done that, Louie. So, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's really not that much. I don't want to speak for other people's budgets, but uh, it really isn't. Um, Barbara says, I'm a lot older than Corey. I love streaming. Been streaming for years. Tried all the services we share as a family, most of it. Yeah, I know a lot of people who are not calling you old, Barbara. You said it. I did not. But uh, older people who uh, love streaming and they stream, they stream like you said, uh, everything. And um, I'm I'm with Rough Rider here. Uh, I loathe the winter time, and yet I'm still here. So, uh, uh, Lonnie, yes, this is women's basketball post game coverage. There's going to be some diversions. I get it. I understand. Please be patient, Bob. Great game. Go Hawks. Sorry for the officiating crew. Yeah. I didn't think the officiating was all that bad. There were a couple of bad calls. I thought there were calls that went against both teams. I thought there were some travels that were missed. That's pretty typical. I feel like in women's basketball, there's a lot of travels that are missed. Um, but there are also a lot of travels that are called. Bob says, any word on the new OC? It is coming soon, Bob. Stay tuned. 
Heidi was wondering about the sagging on defense. Yeah, so definitely a scouting thing. Uh, you can tell that Iowa was content with letting some of those perimeter players for Purdue take those long twos. And in general, right, you're okay with players taking long contested twos. Now, you could argue they weren't contested enough. A lot of them went down. And kudos to Purdue for making those shots early. But I thought as the game went on, um, you know, in general, Purdue was not able to keep up with that offensive pace and ended up shooting 40% on the night, not nearly good enough to get it done. When you give up 50, what, 55%? Uh, let's see, was that the final total here from Iowa? 53% from the field, 46% from three. So, uh, Barbara, I thought that shot Caitlin made should have counted. Why wasn't it called an intentional foul? Well, the bottom line is, as it relates to intentional fouls, you're never really going to have that called an intentional foul. Now, in the NBA, you have a take foul, where basically is where you have a player or multiple players that are out in front of the defense, and you have one guy that's deliberately trying to stop a fast break by just grabbing. And, and sometimes it's just a swipe or it's a, a you know, a, an attempt at the basketball, but they'll call that a take foul, which is the equivalent of a one-shot technical plus the ball. Um, it takes quite a bit for an intentional foul to be called in college basketball. Obviously, it's equivalent to a flagrant foul as it relates to how it's officiated. So, you know, unless there's a clear, uh, unless there's clearly no effort to go for the basketball, I mean, you look at the end of every game, Barbara, there are players that grab and wrap to intentionally foul that are not called for intentional fouls. That's just kind of just kind of the nature of the game. But I, I I've asked the same question in the past. That's just kind of how it's officiated. Esther, uh, I'm doing good. Thank you for being here as always. Dale says a great show like always. Corey, appreciate that. Dale, great balance from the team at the half court shot should have counted. Yes, it should have counted. Showtime Buckeye fan here converted Hawkeye fan due to the amazing talent of Caitlin Clark. It's always good to hear that. Uh, Caitlin Clark's got fans all over the country, even uh, people who are not longtime Hawk fans. So uh, appreciate you being here, Showtime. And he adds, uh, you guys get together after Hawkeye games in this channel. Yes, yes, and yes. And I, I gave you three yeses because we do this for football, men's basketball, and women's basketball. So uh, lots of stuff here. And I appreciate you subscribing, as I saw here that you did just a minute ago. Brandon has the same hoodie as me. Uh, appreciate that, Brandon. Yes, the uh, CD3 laces up hoodie. I try to make this a... Uh, Nightly occurrence for the postgame show. And as I mentioned earlier, our RTI Threads player of the game is Caitlin Clark. 26 points tonight, 10 assists to go along with 10 rebounds. What a night for Caitlin Clark. And I saw the question from David. Is this Caitlin's 15th or 16th triple-double? Let me see if I can grab that. I don't have the answer to that question. Uh Either 15 or 16, I can tell you that, and neither one is uh, spectacular. I did know that uh, I, I caught that on the Peacock stream, but I don't—I just don't recall what was said there. But uh, incredible feat nonetheless. And David adds, uh, I'm from Michigan, can't get enough of Caitlin. She's fun to watch. Paige from UConn is also fun to watch. Boy, uh, you can say that again. Those two, um, phenomenal. And unfortunately, um, un unfortunately, both haven't stayed healthy um, during some Bigger games, I think it was two years ago when those two teams played each other. Um, am I correct in saying that? That Paige was uh, out of that game, I believe, if I have that correct. Um, Pierre says, how do we think the game will go against Indiana on Saturday? Good question. Indiana is undefeated in the Big Ten. I was undefeated. Should be a nail-biter. The last time those two teams played in the regular season was the last game of last season. Caitlin Clark hit the buzzer beating three, so I would guess it'll come down to the end. If Iowa plays like they did today, it's going to be really hard 
to uh, to knock off the Hawkeyes. Um, but I think Indiana gives you something that a lot of teams can't, and that is outstanding post play. We've talked about Mackenzie Holmes. Um, she's the real deal at six three. Um, she's a seasoned, experienced player. She's played at Carver a number of times. She's averaging twenty and seven. She's going to be a handful, and I don't think they're going to be able to limit. I mean, uh, Hannah Stolke played what twenty three minutes in total tonight. You know, part of that was she got hit with a couple of fouls. They may have to play Addison O'Grady um, earlier in the game. They may have to play uh, Sharon Goodman more minutes just to uh, avoid those stacking fouls on on someone like uh, Hannah Stolke early in these games. Bob, thank you for putting a plug in for uh, the podcast. Yes, Brad has branded thoughts week 232. Give you a little bit of a dialogue on uh, the Swarm and Iowa football, but also we've got a... Uh, Really cool interview with future Iowa tight end Michael Burt, who's from Omaha. He just signed in December, and um, that uh, podcast was released last night. So thank you, Bob, for being a premium subscriber and for watching the show and for plugging the show. Hawkeye Howard, yes, the game on Saturday is at home. Uh, Nobody on the phone line. Let's see if we've got anything else here. We do have drill MVP here. Let's go to, uh, before we go to our next Iowa Smokehouse caller, Let's uh, let's get this off the screen for now. Let's go ahead and get Drill MVP in here from our Iowa Smokehouse. Call online, Drill MVP. Welcome. Hey, Corey. How you doing this evening? Doing good, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. I mean, this is one of those games Iowa should win. They're expected to win. They're playing a team that had five losses. And, you know, Iowa just gets the benefit out of the doubt in these types of games, which is great. Uh, Caitlin Clark, as usual, had a great stat line. Nothing, you know, just an ordinary stat line, which is kind of incredible when you get a triple-double. And honestly, the first thing I thought of is she only had 26 points. So she's just amazing. Felt like more than 26 points. I thought one of the most, well, the most humorous part of this game, Darrell, was, uh, and I don't know if you got a chance to watch this whole thing, but when the Purdue fans, the students began to chant airball after she airballed a three, like if you're going to chant that with any athlete in college basketball, probably not the person you do that to. she is the best player in women's college basketball, and you can debate whether she's the best player, depending on how you want to evaluate athletes from the men's and the women's side. Like she is obviously generational. I just thought it was humorous. And hey, kudos to the Purdue fans and the Purdue students for showing up for that game. Uh, why wouldn't you? Um, but I just thought that was funny when they they were trying to give it to her for for airballing a shot, and she's got a triple double on them. <laughs> I could tell the anger and enjoyment you had saying that last line, Corey. I mean, I think you enjoyed it. So I wanted to preview Saturday's game because, you know, I was playing Indiana primetime Fox, probably the biggest game I was playing so far this season. And I'm, I'm just not a believer in this Indiana team. They're the 14th ranked team in the country. They've only lost one game. I'm not sure if you've seen that game at all. It was against Stanford. And I mean, they got absolutely ran out of the gym. It wasn't close at all from start to finish. Stanford is really good. Okay. Um, That's a really good program. Uh, I'm looking back at that stat line. So, uh, where is Stanford ranked now? That's the question I want to want to know the answer to. Are they uh, they're eighth in the country, fourteen and one overall? So, uh, yeah, that game was not close, ninety six sixty four, and that was on the road. That was at Stanford. Um, I did not watch that game, 
But uh, you're right about the numbers. Indiana could not make a three to save their lives. They were 5 of 32 from outside. Um, were 35% from the field overall. Got killed on the glass. Um, so that's not necessarily an indication. I don't know about Mackenzie Holmes. I'm looking at her stat line here. She did have four fouls. I, I don't know how that all transpired. Looks like they dealt with some foul trouble. Um, they had a, a guard, uh, Garzon, fall, uh, foul out. She's there. I believe their second leading scorer. So... Without watching that game back, I, I can just tell you, Stanford's really good. Um, typically, they are really good inside. Again, knock on wood, I have not watched them play this year either. But uh, all I know is Mackenzie Holmes is going to be a load because Iowa does not play as big as they did last year, and she was a load last year. Um, they lost in Bloomington. The Hawkeyes did. Came back, one at the buzzer in the regular season. I think they beat them in the Big Ten tournament, if I recall. So it uh, should be a, I mean, this, this atmosphere Saturday is going to be, I mean, is it, uh, is it fair for me to say the best in college athletics on Saturday? I can't imagine there's a men's game on Saturday. It's going to be more raucous than this one. I don't know. I have to pull up the schedule for the men. There's always great matchups in the men's game. It feels like it always feels like number two is playing number four or something insane like that every weekend. And with a Big 12 basketball starting out, I'm not sure if you know how deep the Big 12 is this year in men's basketball, but it's insanely deep. Oklahoma, uh, can I got you, Jarrell? Yeah, I got you, Corey. I don't know what happened there for a brief moment. My apologies. No, that might have been my side. I was just gonna. I just was saying, they do play Kansas, but Kansas, uh, o- Oklahoma plays Kansas. Kansas lost to UCF this evening, so that game may have lost some of its luster. I'm you mean TCU? Oh, the men's side. They played TCU, not UCF. Who who am I talking? Who are we talking about here? Oklahoma for the men's team. I thought right. No, UCF. Oh, you're talking the women's UCF team. I got Kansas. UCF beat Kansas, and you're right. TCU's about to beat Oklahoma, so you're going to have losses. I think Iowa-Indiana on the women's side is the most, probably will be the best environment in college basketball on Saturday, would be my guess. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And, Corey, I'm not sure if you saw. I just saw the score run across the bottom of my screen here. Baylor, the number four team in the country in the women's basketball, they lost today. Yeah, I mean that's that's important. If you're trying to get the one seed, you want all these important teams to lose. Baylor, bad loss, very bad loss. They lost to an unranked team. Iowa lost to Kansas State, who's currently ranked 16th in the country. I mean, these small things are going to matter at the end of the year because usually the difference between a one and a two seed is if you have two or three losses versus four and five losses. So. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And um, how about Iowa State knocking off West Virginia this evening as well? The Cyclones are um, now 11 and 4 on the season. So good stuff, Darilla. Lots of upsets on the men's and the women's sides uh, this evening. And um, like I said, Saturday will be Saturday will be a fun one. Gus Johnson on the call, national TV. Yeah, love Gus Johnson, my favorite announcer. Uh, I know I want to speak more broadly of the women's game. Uh, number three, NC State played Virginia Tech. Did you see the final play of the game of that game? I did not. Oh, it was a great play. So Virginia Tech was down two. They had inbounds. They lobbed it from one end. Uh, 
from like the coach's sideline to the other side, right in that painted area, and they hit a layup to win the game with 0.9 seconds left. It was a great play, Corey. But uh, I'm looking forward to this game, Indiana. Iowa, I think Iowa should probably, I think Iowa easily wins this game by like 15 or 20 points. I just don't believe in Indiana. Indiana struggled, quote unquote, against teams like Rutgers, Penn State. They haven't been as dominant, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I was just crushed everybody, not named Kansas State. And Indiana somewhat played with their food. Uh, if Iowa shoots as well as they did tonight, like I say, I don't see them losing to anybody uh, in the conference. I don't think they're going to be able to shoot as well as they did from three tonight, like like they did tonight, uh, night in, night out. Um, but uh, I'm with you. I mean, it, it, the thing about it, though, you, you said notwithstanding Kansas State, they didn't shoot well against Virginia Tech. They didn't shoot well, uh, again, like you said, against Kansas State. I'm trying to think there was one other game in there. Uh, obviously, Michigan State, they struggled for about half to three quarters of that game and, and pulled it out at the end. But uh, Iowa has shown vulnerabilities. They just haven't had to um, – they haven't had enough of these games where everything's clicking, and that's kind of what happened into March and April of last year. So we'll see. Uh, Gabby Marshall's had two straight games where she's made four threes in each, and, um, you know, we'll see how that continues. If, if she's She kind of seems to be the driving force for everybody else. If she starts knocking down threes, it seems like everybody else starts knocking them down. Right. I, I still think Iowa needs that number, that solid number two to emerge. No, kind of like Monica did last year. I know Iowa's got some good players that are contending for that number two. I don't think Iowa's truly found their number two yet. I think there's a two and a three in Molly and uh, who's the big girl inside for Iowa this year? Hannah Stolke. I think those two are the two fighting for, or two players fighting to be the number two for Iowa. And I think they need to figure that out before they get into March. That's just from what I've seen. I could be wrong. Well, I was gonna say Kate Martin's ahead of Molly Davis as it relates to offensive production. But um Oh yeah, Kate Martin. Sorry. Completely forgot about her. But but you're, you're, the nice thing about this team is they have a lot of different weapons that come on at different times. Sydney Falter was really good this evening. Um made two threes and is consistently giving them anywhere from six to 10 rebounds a game. And so, uh, you know, maybe they can win this way. It's just going to look different than it did a year ago. Yeah, do you like it? Do you like the more balanced approach? I know some people don't like it, but others do. Yeah, I like the idea of having a post that uh, was more of a back-to-the-basket type of post, but I do think this team plays even faster than the team a year ago did. And that was a question Pierre said, do you think the team's better than last year? I mean, it's going to be hard to tell. If everybody's knocking down shots, they can be every bit as good because they're going to get up and transition. And so I don't really think it's going to matter. Like if you don't, if you're not slowed down, and that's going to be the the question mark. If you're missing threes, and on top of that, not getting stops and rebounds, it's going to be hard to get out in transition. It's going to make it harder to make threes, and then that's when you're going to miss someone like Monica Sonano. We've seen that in a couple of games this year. So like tonight, no, they didn't miss Monica, but in Games moving forward when the game is slowed down, how much can can Iowa control the pace of play through the rest of the year and into the postseason? That's going to be probably the biggest question. Right, and also if they face a team that's built super big like South Carolina again, you need somebody to put up some sort of resistance against them. And Monica held somewhat of her own against Aaliyah Boston last year. Now, South Carolina doesn't have a player as good as Aaliyah Boston, but... 
I'm not sure if you watched them play. They might be better than last year, Corey. I mean, they have destroyed basically everybody they've played, and they've done against really good teams like Maryland, for example. Yeah, no, they're the real deal again, even without Aaliyah. Right, and uh, I'm not sure if you've seen UCLA as your other big contender this year. They play USC, Colorado, and Utah coming up, so they play three ranked teams in a row. If you haven't watched them, I'd recommend you watch them. You may see them in the Final Four this year as well. I mean, they look elite. They haven't lost a single game this year. They beat USC, who beat Ohio State for reference. Sounds good, sir. Yeah, Corey, uh, good talking to you. The only thing I would recommend people to do is hit the like button for you. And, uh, Corey, maybe those executives will watch you if you have your suit and tie on like you did last time. I like my hoodie on a little bit more, but uh, I can do the suit. I never did a suit. I've never done a suit on here. Should I do a suit sometime? That seems to be a little bit normal. It's up to you, Corey. It's your channel. I mean, you'll how about for 10,000 subscribers? You're almost there, right? 10,000 subscribers, I'll put on a suit for you. There you go. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, sir. Yes, please hit that like button, folks, and uh, support the show, too, by signing up for a free trial of Aura, www.aura.com slash Hawkeyes. We need more people to sign up. Protect your information, folks. Great company helping people across the globe, protecting their personal information, the information that uh, means the most to you um, in so many different ways. Again, Aura.com slash Hawkeyes today and also want to give a shout out to Iowa Smokehouse. Yes, they're with with us through basketball season again, women's and men's basketball season. If you want a better tasting and a better quality snack, check out the lineup at iowasmokehouse.com. You can use the code Hawkeyes for 15% off your order, whether it's jerky, meat sticks, barbecue sauces, salsas, ketchups, whatever. It's all good. It's all great. Use the code Hawkeyes for 15% off your order. You'll get free shipping on every 50 dollar order we appreciate iowa smokehouse being a part of coverage here from the hawkeye of the storm through postseason once again this year all right let's go back to i think our last iowa smokehouse caller we've got tom on the line tom welcome Corey. it is an honor to follow up the great Doriel mvp <laughs> i'm glad you feel that way he's going to be honored to have you say that he worries me because he you know, he's predicting Iowa to beat Indiana. And he only gave Michigan a 1% chance to win the national title on the voice of college football. So oh, are you are you a voice of college football guy? Predictions. Are you a voice of college football What's guy? That? Oh, yeah. I listen to Mark all the time. Oh, man. I, I, I can just – he is so honored to hear that, Tom. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll go I'm tell Mark right when I'm done here. You know, he is honored to have you on his show. Well, I mean, he even hits your baseball shows. You know, you know, like in the. I know he does. <laughs> yeah, he's there. You know, he is the there. great, the real, the great. He, he is a really good caller. I enjoy him, but uh, I'm worried about the Indiana game. Indiana's going to be tough. It's not. I'm. I'm not like Dereal and think that it's going to be a blow. I mean, did he say he thought it was going to be a tough. blowout? I didn't hear that. Oh, he thought they beat him easily. He said. Well, if they shoot like this, um, I could foresee a double-digit win. But I also like. I don't think they're going to get. I. I cannot foresee a scenario barring some crazy injury to Caitlin Clark. 
I cannot see foresee a scenario in which Iowa gets blown out. But I can foresee that. The oh, other I way. agree. But it'll be a last second shot, or it'll come right down to the end. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a tight game. Be. Yeah. I've, wa- I've watched Indiana play several games. They're good. They're deeper. They may not have a player as good as Caitlin, but they've got a couple players that are better than Iowa's two, three, and four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Tom, what's your, uh, can I ask you what your YouTube username is? I don't have a clue. I just wanted to know. I mean, you're over at the Voice of College Football. I'd like to know who who you are when I see you in the chat. If if, if you're well, to I have not got a clue. I don't. I don't chat. I don't oh, you don't chat. You're just one of the. Okay, you're just the bystander. Okay, I just call in. You know, oh, I'm you... not one of them okay. Erica types. You know, and uh, yeah, and Corey, Corey, you do an excellent job. Um, like. I've become more of an uh, Iowa fan now because you like do some baseball and college, you know, the women's deal. I never followed all that shit before, you know. So you have me. So I'm excited about baseball season. You're thanking me for that, Tom? Well, yeah, I'm ready for baseball season. (laughs) Bring on baseball. (laughs) Bring it on. I'm ready to bring bring on Kentucky. Bring on to real, right? That's what (laughs) we want. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, the game's good. Peacock deal. You know, I mean, I you got everybody calling them about that. I'm not going to buy Peacock to watch the Iowa football team because I I wouldn't pay to watch the Iowa football team. That's just bad. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of That's people pay a lot of money. money to. A lot of people pay a lot of money to watch the Iowa football team. I know, Tom. but I don't want. You know, I'm not going to pay Peacock to watch even Purdue and and Caitlin Clark. You know what I mean? I listened to the whole game tonight. Okay. I was busy the whole time. Just caught you on my way in. But, uh, yeah. And uh, well, we're going to have a fun show on Tom. So be sure on Tom on Friday, Saturday. Well, we're going to have a good show on Friday as well. But on Saturday, we're going to have a fun show with a special guest, Tom. So, uh, well, and Corey, my wife loves you. Typically, I mean, we watch these shows. If I don't hit you live, we we like we watch all my wife and I. We watch it on the you know replay or on YouTube. Is it on the big screen? She thinks you're great. On the big, is it on the big screen? Oh yeah, it's sixty five inches. It's a brand new my TV. Just my man. <laughs> That's good. That's you what know, I want to hear. Could get you a gig. Are you looking for a speaking engagement that pays? A speaking engagement. Yeah. We're looking for somebody to speak, and, and Caitlin's too expensive. I'm thinking pretty eyes would sell a lot of tickets, but I'm kind of a stalky fan. And I don't I know think- who I can afford. But maybe Cora Barda I can afford. Are you trying you just call me Cory Barda? Yeah. <laughs> I am not related you, to Gary Barta, first of all. I'm okay, not related to Gary Barta. Can you come speak, Corey? Sure. You, hey, you, you know my name. Right? It's like a three-hour drive from Ames. Where, where in, uh, in Iowa? Columbus, Columbus Junction. It's a three-hour drive. Oh, yeah. I know Columbus Junction. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know all about so look for a speaking engagement for that deal. And okay. I'm really thinking Stalky, Stalky or Pretty Eyes. You know, the Georgia coach called her Pretty Eyes. Well, I think there's ways to, you and know, I'm sure that. Tonight. Wouldn't that be a, a type of NIL type thing? Like if you wanted to support, I mean. I know, but the problem is, is it's March 15th and it's during the NCAA tournament. You know, that's my problem. So you want me to abandon the NCAA probably tournament? probably have a show that night. <laughs> Not you if it's the men's tournament. Remote with a bunch of kids. You know, can you do a remote with a bunch of kids in the background? Uh, what what kind do of you engagement remember that is one, this? Wisconsin? What kind of engagement is this? Oh, it's a banquet. But do do you remember the Wisconsin game? I think it was that you had yeah. like all kinds of kids in the background. It was like a circus. Yeah, yeah I do you should, remember that. I should, night? Yes, yes, I remember that vividly. I, I want to make something clear that because people told me afterwards, hey, you should have addressed that later. Those were not my children. I don't have children. Those were not my children. <laughs> okay, I was in a public place. Those were not my children. <laughs> Anyways. What you do for us, Corey, it's great. Right. Uh, my wife and I was just laughing our ass off the whole night. Well, it was a long, I'm sure it was a long night. You, you, you were, you were at your end. You could just see it. I very much was. <laughs> and that I had a long, a hey, I, I had about a four and a half hour drive in front of me that night too. Well, that was our best win of the year on the football side. Either that game or at Iowa State. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. it was the most unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I do have some men's college football, like uh, insider type stuff, you know, or stuff. But I'm, we're going to save that for a men's men's program, you know. Okay. Well, I'll be here Friday. And uh, uh, if we can get Coach Close uh, to stay up with us late, we'll have Coach on with us Friday, too. So what's, what's game Friday? What time does that start? Is it on Peacock? <laughs> no, it's not on Peacock. That game, uh, let's see, Friday, they play uh, Nebraska, 8.37 p.m. Central Time is the tip-off. Well, how about that win last night for Nebraska? I know. It's going to be, this is a this is the real deal on Friday. This is a, a big game. Big, and I mean that seriously. I mean, they they for played the perfect. Well, you know. They, they're not going to have to play perfect to beat Iowa, but if Iowa can win this game, confidence booster because uh, Nebraska's good. They're legitimate. They play defense, and, uh, I mean, they didn't – that there was no doubt with that win on on uh, on Tuesday night. There was no doubt about it. Help me with the freshman's name. The with guard. the Frenchman's name? The freshman's guard for Iowa. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, the freshman. I, I thought you said guard. Frenchman. I thought yeah, you said Frenchman. Frenchman. Okay. What's his name? <laughs> Brock Harding. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm like, there's we don't have, Iowa I mean, doesn't have any people from France, but anyways, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Brock well, Harding. That's, yeah. Are you thinking? Of, are you are you thinking of a matchup between um, Brock Harding and what's his face for Nebraska? Tomanaga. No. But that freshman's good. He's good. He is. Be interesting. Be better. Yep. Corey, 
you know, I just visited with a fellow today, and I'll try to make, you know, I don't want to get into it, but the 80s were something for Iowa basketball. They 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 were more than, we, we were talking about the Iowa broadcasts, and, you know, if you go back and look at, on YouTube, they're there, and I watched them last winter. You listen. You, you looked at them broadcasting. They made you want to be at that ball game. And now, when you get to Big Ten Network, and I didn't realize all this stuff because he told me, but they don't have the openings like they did in the eighties. I mean, where you announced every player on every team. It used to be that when you turned on the ball game, you got to see all that stuff ahead of time. Okay. And that's all gone, and it's not there. I mean, it's just plain ass. They don't do it anymore, and it, it takes away. and And you ought to go back and watch one of you know one of them '80s games, and it just made you want to feel like you wanted to be at Carver High Arena. Well, and I will it, do that. Just, uh, thanks to your advice, I'll do that this week, Tom. When I yeah. have extra minutes, I'll go back. I to was a big Michael Payne fan. That's way before your time. I was a kid. Michael Payne come from Quincy, Illinois, and that's who I wanted to be was Michael Payne, you know, and Greg Stokes. And that was my era as a kid growing up. It was no different than the next kid that wanted to be the great Jess Suttles. And, you know, I kind of got to be quiet, but Jess isn't too far from me. You know what I mean? little high school type stuff in there. But anyway... I like to see Jess on. So we enjoyed Jess. We'll let you go, Corey. We'll right, talk Tom. to you Friday night. Sounds good, sir. Thank you very much, Tom. Appreciate him being here. And Tom's wife. Thank you for uh, watching the show. Um, I always say uh, this is our final caller, and then we go to another caller. So let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call in line after a reminder to check out the merch line, my merch line. Over on uh, Spread Shop, it's on. Uh, it's in our link or in our description. It's like ten thirty at night, so it's time for me to go to bed here pretty soon. But let's go to our final Iowa Smokehouse caller of the day. Who's on the line? Hello, hello, you're on the air. Hey, Corey, uh, this is Randy Hanson calling you from Tyler, Texas again. Hey, Randy, how are and, you? Uh, good. Hey, uh, I, got, I got a couple of questions uh, and a couple of observations. You know, I, Watch, uh, you know, obviously the Iowa Hawkeye women's basketball team is phenomenal. I think what if they have a weakness, I think that it could clean it up a little bit. <clears throat> there's just times they get careless with the ball. There's, and then I think there's about eight or nine, or well, not eight or nine, maybe four or five turnovers that are just don't ever need to happen. But when you start playing, you know, in the tournaments, and you get four or five times down the court where you don't get to take a shot just because of lack of concentration of a throw or what a pass or whatever. I think that's the one thing that I've just kind of seen out of them yeah. that I would be a little bit concerned about. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a little effort. bit concerned with, with lack of a true five against certain teams, but they play fast, and I think you're just going to have to live with the turnovers. And it may come back to bottom. You might be right. Um you know, they obviously created a lot of assists. They have, a, you know, Caitlin Clark is, um, she's a, she's a showman or a showwoman, so to speak. She's phenomenal with the basketball in every respect, but it's going to create turnovers at, at times. 
Right. Well, the other thing is that, you know, when she shoots those logo threes and stuff, those are signature moments. But her passing is incredible. I mean, she can she can whip that ball around the court. Um, Got incredible and, uh, vision. Yep. And so, but anyways, uh, I just had a couple of uh, observations just over college football, basketball, whatever. Uh, I think one of the most valuable people we have, you, you have on your show a few times, is that Brad Heinrich. Heinrich. And, you know, I didn't really understand you know, about, you know, NIH, uh, NIL money and all this going to the athletes and all that. And, uh, and I understand that that money doesn't come from the college to the athlete, but, you know, guys like, uh, Brad and all that, I mean, they, they work like crazy, but you know, you're never going to compete against oil money, you know, down here in Texas. So some oil guy just decides, hey, I want a national championship. And I'm going to commit $50 million to it. And there's no regulation. There's no, you don't know how much money's going to each player. I just start, I, I just wonder what you feel like the future of college sports is when this huge money can start coming in from anywhere. And that's going to, you know, it's going to tilt the field. Yeah, it's already it's already doing that. Um, the only thing that I, I could say to that is I, I have little to no hope in the NCAA being able to pull anything off. The Supreme Court has already um, basically uh, laid down the law with this organization. And the NCAA had an opportunity years ago to address the issue in a, in a much more mild and reasonable manner. They failed to do so. And so it ended up becoming a legal issue. I think the one, if you're hoping for a change or at least, a, you know, you don't go down the rabbit hole that you just described, I think you just have to hope that somehow college football can break away and all of a sudden you, you, you do have a czar or a organization that's separate from the NCAA because the NCAA is such a, I think it's a corrupt mess right now. Um, they are. As so many major organizations are and governments and all that. Anyways, we won't get into that. But my point is like, they've got to figure out a way to create their own legislation to where, you know, it college basketball is going to have issues. And I mean, even women's college basketball, there's NIL involved with baseball now, but in general, college football is the big one. They've got to figure out a way to create their own legislation. That's that's separate from the rest of the sports. And, you know, in some ways they've been able to do that with the playoff and, um, you know, championship season so much different than in any other NCAA sanctioned sport. But um, if you could get a czar that perhaps could start enforcing things, they're just going to have to break away from the NCAA. It's just I don't see any other way around it. I don't want to know what it looks like structurally. Um, but I, yeah, you, you're not putting the toothpaste back in the bottle. So unless they can somehow begin to pay players in an organized fashion while basically. T- telling these these programs that uh, we are going to, and I don't know how you do it, but how do you enforce it? We're, we're going to enforce rules on non-contracted uh, payments, if you will. I don't know how else to put that. You, you get what I'm saying. Like, they got to figure out a way to keep this stuff above board. And there was well, stuff yeah. going on before that was, that was, you know, below the table, but now it's just a, it's just a carousel. Well, it, but if, like you said, you're not going to put the toothpaste back in the bottle. But at some point, would you know, 
would teams, college teams, impose some kind of a salary cap? I mean, for lack yeah, of a better it, term. Right. You're just going to say, you can put as much money into that football team or basketball team as you want. You can spread that money out, but this you can't spend more than X amount, period. If you want to put it all on one quarterback, fine. But you only have so much money you know, to spread around because this stuff's going to start to get really messy. You know, let's, let's say uh, Brad spends a whole bunch of time. They lay out some money for a quarterback. He gets to Iowa. He doesn't like it. We've just put out a million or $2. We don't have a contract with that guy. He jumps and goes in the portal next year. Now the lawyers get involved. It, it's just, I, I, unless they get some regulation on this, I think it's, there's headed for some problems. Uh, if they don't get out ahead of it, uh, I just, I, you know, I, you know, I like the idea of athletes being paid, but they don't have to be making more money than pro players. But you know, I'm, that's just my opinion. Yeah. But I just think, I, I think, and, you know, and pretty soon the IRS is going to start getting involved in this, and you know, are you paying your taxes? And, and you know, I, I just see. Uh, I don't know who would get out ahead of this, but I'm afraid if somebody doesn't get out ahead of this, it's, it's just going to there's going to be some problems. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of people are. It's hard to to imagine the perfect scenario as far as trying to fix what's been broken or at least uh, unleashed here. But you, I agree with you. There, the possibilities are endless, and probably not in a good way of what could happen and the disparity we may see at the top. Um, you know, especially in college football, if, if there isn't some change in how it's structured and legislated. Right. Um, and then just one last thing. Uh, I, I watch your show all the time. And uh, I mean, I don't know what your next step with this is, but I've, I've talked to a couple other friends of mine back up in Iowa and stuff, but I think your show's having more of an impact than you might even realize. I mean, people are starting to gravitate to your show. Because, you know, you get criticism. I mean, you guys can be critical of something without being personal. But everything isn't, you don't put it out through rose-colored glasses. We all love Iowa. But, uh, I don't know, you got a pretty good fact-based show. And so uh, I'm just hoping this thing takes its next step, you know, almost like the Pat McAfee of Iowa sports, you know. But I'd like to see, you know, you just get more uh, honest stuff out of your show than these guys that they can't go ask or say the right other things, you know, that work for a newspaper or something like that. So anyways, you should be commended on that. Uh, the other thing, I was just going to make this last observation. You guys, you guys were talking about who's going to be the next Iowa offensive coordinator. And I know that you're not so much a Joe Philbin fan, but you know, um, I have two teams in this world, the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Green Bay Packers. And I watched Philbin when he was with Iowa. The guy's just a 100% class act, for one thing. He has no ego. He's very detailed. He's got the Iowa roots. Um, You know, and I don't know if you know a lot of his background, you know, but his son uh, drowned in the Fox River, uh, fell through the ice and all that. So, I mean, that was a tough tough blow for that family, but it's a class act. And I think, you know, in having knowledge and being great at what you do, you also have to fit, fit in 
with other coaches and players not have sharp elbows. So I'm not saying Joe Philbin is the answer, but uh, I'm, I would love to see if he, if he ended up getting that, I would not be unhappy. Well, I don't think I'd be unhappy. I'd be skeptical only for this reason, Randy. I, I, I am concerned about who's coaching quarterbacks if he's here because he's not a quarterbacks guy. And also he doesn't have an extensive play calling history. So those would be my two question marks. But I have a lot of respect for Joe Philbin as a coach and from what I know about him as a person. I know Kirk does too, and he's absolutely on the list. Um, and uh, no one's accepted the job at this point. So the job has not been uh, – the uh, next OC has not been named uh, anywhere. It's not that it's not been released to the public. It has not been named. So you you could be right. He's He's been in the mix, but um, I would tend to lean a different direction – but I do have a lot of respect, and, and you, as a Packer guy, you you realize this. He was uh, he was a class act there, and obviously worked under the the offensive headship of uh, their head coach for a long time. But uh, you know, he led them through a, a difficult time too um, when uh, what's his face left for Dallas. Um, so, anyways, well, you know, you know, the one thing he did have a lot more to do with the offensive game planning, McCarthy called the plays, but Philbin was very instrumental in, uh, you know, putting the game plans together. The other thing I liked about him is he has no ego. If he shows up at Iowa where he ended up in there, he's not, Iowa's not a stepping stone. He's not looking to pad his resume at the, uh, at the team's expense to get another job. I think if he ended up here, this would probably be his last stop. And then the other thing is, you know, uh, Kirk Prince, he's worked with him. He knows what he's about. I mean, mm-hmm. he's going to know more about Philbin than either you and I, just how he is to work with on a day-to-day basis, which I think personal relationships at that competitive level probably mean a lot so you don't have turmoil on the coaching staff. So, anyways, that's just – I'm a – I'd like to say there's a lot of good candidates out there, but I would not be unhappy if Philbin gets it. Yeah. So well, I agree. So, I agree. Anyway, but uh, I just like I said, uh, I I uh, absolutely commend your show. I don't know what drove you to get into this to begin with, but uh, I just hope you keep it going because I just think it's going to get bigger and bigger. And like I said, there's a lot more people that gravitate to your show than you might not realize because just the friends I talk to. Uh, they all, tune, you know, they'll go to YouTube and tune in even if they miss it. So, well, anyways, uh, we appreciate it. Appreciate the kind words, uh, Randy, and uh, please keep calling in. We I enjoy the talk. Okay. Be careful, Thank you, brother. sir. Do appreciate Randy and everybody being a part of the show this evening and the kindness. It is much appreciated. Iowa, Nebraska, the men on Friday night, 8.30 p.m. Central time on BTN to be followed with post-game coverage right here with Coach Gary Close. If we can keep Gary up that late, uh, it's a late, late tip on a Friday night, 8.30 p.m. Central time, the tip. So, uh, anyways, please support the show, folks, through Super Chats, Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, whatever uh, you're able to do is much appreciated. I'll also be back with all of you uh, women's basketball fans on Saturday following Iowa, Indiana, and stay tuned to my social media. I'm at from the Hawkeye on Twitter and Instagram. Special announcement about a guest coming up for Saturday. Stay tuned. Iowa postgame on Saturday featuring a former Hawkeye 
And it's the uh, third-ranked Hawkeyes versus uh, number 14, Indiana. Should be a great one on Fox, 7 p.m. Central Time from Carver Hawkeye Arena. The Hawkeye women win tonight 96-71 to behind another triple-double from Caitlin Clark and a nice, well-rounded effort in a hostile Mackey Arena. We'll be back on the hardwood hardwood (laughs) this Saturday to take on the uh, Indiana Hoosiers. Have a great night, folks. I'll be with you tomorrow talking more Iowa football. Have a great night.